0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. Well, he's back, we have Peter Pishke. Peter is host of the Happy Warrior Substack and podcast rights for Federalist, Reason Magazine, New York Daily News and Spike, we don't hold those things against him here. Peter, <laughs> thank you for being on the show, Thanks. sir, how are you?
1: Excellent, and really great to be back here. Thank you, Dr.
0: Ritchie. It was good to have you, man. All right, we're going to chop it up about what's in the headlines. Again, student loan debt forgiveness. Uh, there has been some movement in the right direction, in my opinion. And then there has been movement in the wrong direction as of recent history. But overall, overall, I think student loan debt forgiveness is necessary. Now you may disagree. I don't want to presume what you know believe about this topic. So if you would give us your sentiment, and I will then opine.
1: I surprisingly partially or are mostly agree with you. Um, in theory, student debt in the United States is a crazy problem. You don't have this problem outside the United States. It's um, looking at the figures given for the show. We have about. Almost two trillion now in student debt. That's more than our auto loans and credit cards combined. Other countries do not have this problem. This is a very American problem. Now, in theory, because the debts are so heavy and because they sit so heavily on the poorest among us in minority communities, I could understand making a case that that is a necessary step, It's like a one-time maneuver. But only if there was significant reforms that people weren't still getting these insane levels of debts. If you were bailing out your basement, you know, a pipe burst. You want to just start bailing it out if you didn't turn off the water first. You'd be like, what's the point? Well, part of the problem I think with some of these efforts is there's not much being addressed saying, okay, so what are we going to change? So that people aren't being charged through the nose when they go to college. And that they're getting um, value for the money that they've invested.
0: You, know, you and I may have some synergy here uh, because I actually agree with you. I do believe student loan debt forgiveness is a necessary dynamic. But I also believe you got to fix the problematic issues that led to it in the first place. It's like this, if you agree that a trash can is trashy and you dump the trash, well, good for that day. But if you still put yeah. trash inside of the trash can the next day, then this problem is going to come back no matter what. And that's exactly what's happening here. So I agree with the student loan debt forgiveness. I think there needs to be a right now solution. The challenge is that the cost of Higher education is too damn high. I'm a college professor, I say it all the time. The cost of higher education is too damn high. Because of that, I refuse to teach at colleges where the education is unaffordable to the average American. So I refuse to teach at those colleges. I may lecture, but I will not teach there as a professor. Now here's the thing, here's the dynamic. It's become very political, dear brother, you know this, Peter, very political. You have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, and others who are completely adversarial to any idea of student loan debt forgiveness. And the reason why this is ironic is because they themselves have benefited from debt forgiveness also. Remember, Marjorie Taylor Greene and her husband, they benefited from debt forgiveness of $182,000. Also, Mike Pence and Representative Gregory Pence, they too owned antique malls and in Indiana, organized by Pence, they received about 80,000. Matt Gates, same deal, and the list goes on and on. We have about 13 to 14 known Republicans who are in power or currently in power adversarial to student loan debt forgiveness while receiving forgiveness through the PPP loan program. Tell me why you think this massive hypocrisy exists with those on the right?
1: It exists in the sense that the leadership, don't necessarily believe the things they say, and really, they just put their fingers in the wind. Mm-hmm. They're like, what what do people want me to say right now? That's a that's a long time leadership problem. It's pro, it's prevalent on the right and the left. Um, I think part of the issue too is people aren't totally honest. This debate, because um, if you were offered a tax break or if you saw some kind of way to relieve the debt that you have, you'd obviously take it. No one's going to say no to it. And right. They're just like, oh, well, I'm just I'd be a fool not to. So I think people are a little dishonest. Uh, in this conversation because they they, they don't put it together. I don't think people are entirely wrong to be mad about the idea of student loan forgiveness because many people do pay off their loans and there are lots and lots of people, more people who never went to college altogether and in a way they are having to help Pay for this debt, but the problem is that we have a significant problem. It's not going to go away, and that debt is only going to increase. You know, in the last four years, we have gone from 1.5 to almost two trillion. In the last ten years, we've got we've doubled from about one trillion to two. That is yeah. only going to get worse as time goes on. And at the individual level, you have people getting out of college with sometimes thirty-seven thousand dollars in debt. A black graduate has over fifty-two thousand. Um, there was a great uh, poll when they asked uh, African American residents, and they said, okay, so. You you went to college, was that a good thing? And they found that 66% of black borrowers regretted having taken out student loans. It's an incredibly broken system, and everyone and their mother pushes all the kids to go into college. That's what Americans now do. It, it's it's a crazy system. Look, I'll put it this way, Donald Trump when he when he takes his business, he fails and he puts it through bankruptcy. He can do that, right? He's a millionaire, one-time billionaire. If I I have about uh, roughly 100000 student dollars in debt, I'm disabled. So I don't know if I'm ever gonna really be able to pull, pull that off. If I had then go to court and I try to take that debt and uh, put it off with bankruptcy, they say no. That's because right. Because for whatever reason, uh, that seems a reason that seems to benefit uh, everyone that's making oodles of money off of this. You can't discharge that debt and that's crazy. Anyone hears that and they know that's unjust.
0: You know, it's really interesting. And you bring up a great point here, dear brother. There are two debts that cannot be discharged through a bankruptcy filing. Number one, uh, debt due to fraud. And number two, debt due to student loans. Is that not ironic (laughs) that there's a law that says these two debts, no matter what you file, you cannot get remedied from your report? Let me update something for the record. I want to correct you on the record on something. There's this misnomer that most Americans uh, do not go to college. That's actually not true. 61%, actually 61.28% of Americans 25 and over actually have some college. 25 to 30, when the number increases, that number increases to 66.34%. We're not talking about people who have obtained college degrees, but these individuals who have taken some college. Some college still correlates into typically a higher revenue yield per the lifetime of that individual. The the challenge is this, it's not the sum college, it's what did you go to college for? So as I said, I'm a college professor, but I'm also dean of Ocuprep Medical Institute, which provides skill based training. These are six month to two year programs that get you work ready, right? They get you good career Mm -hmm. jobs, $70,000, $80,000 a year. Those programs don't have the same differential as far as return on investment are concerned because it's a low it's a low uh, investment and you get higher return based on salary but a lot of degrees, a lot of subjects do not really pay you money unless you decide to go all the way master doctoral etc. so you have the majority of Americans ages 25 to 30 and 30 plus having some college education which also means what dear brother? Just because they don't have a college degree does not mean they don't have some college debt. Yeah, so, exactly. Right. So, so I get your point about you got to fix the system because there's a, a systematic issue, but you also have to cut the cancer. And and where is the cancer right now? The debt. The debt is so crippling that it's impacting the housing market, is impacting the entrepreneurial market, is impacting uh, the purchasing of a, a, a car market. All of those markets are adversely impacted because people have massive student loan debt. So, what would be your solution? If you had a magic wand and you could create a policy, what would the policy be?
1: I would say we would forgive borrowers a significant amount that were unable to make the payments. So, if they were disabled or they weren't providing a real income, if there was extenuation, I can't talk. <laughs> if there are circumstances beyond their control, you know, where it makes sense, you know, no one is going to be happy if we start to start taking payments for doctors and lawyers, that, you know, to take care of their loans. I would also then say that we have to change how we fund education. I like the the growth of ISAs, which are basically agreements that colleges or uh, companies will say, well, we're going to take this person, they're going to study this thing, we'll pay for it, but when they get done, they come work for us. I like that, um, but. The The hard things that no one really wants to talk about is we're probably going to have to change how we give people loans. The federal government probably should stop guaranteeing loans for just everyone. And we should say some people, so like the very poor, like, okay, that makes more sense that because they would have a hard time, harder time getting the loan, but even then you have to be careful. Um, One of the big things, and this is I think neither side is being totally honest about because everyone is getting paid. Uh, out the wazoo through the colleges. There must be a real cutback on the colleges. Uh, there's always this talk about that they are underfunded, but that's not true. They aren't underfunded. It's just all the extra funding we've given them. The last 20 years have all gone to administrative costs. And in private colleges, administrative costs are equal or sometimes even double. It, it's a major problem. And I think if we really want to solve this issue, all sides will have to be a little uncomfortable. And all sides will have to try to be adults and look at this realistically. But as we've seen with other debt issues that we might have in this country, no one really wants to
0: do that. Yeah, I wanna take the politics out of it. So let's take the politics out. Here's the pure simple directive. Make sure every state state should have an affordable college that's either really low or completely free. I'm a free college advocate. I think college should be free. Uh, but it doesn't mean Harvard has to be free. If you wanna go to Harvard, if you if you wanna pay money or get scholarship to Harvard, that's fine. But if your state does not have an option for you, that is a problem. An affordable, low cost or no cost option to obtain a degree. The other dynamic is Nixon, when you do the historical review, President Nixon is the one who put this thing on steroids, right? By bringing in Salome, Salome then privatizes, right? You guarantee you back all of these loans. You can literally get 100 to $180,000 at 18 years of age to go to college. But no loan in America will be allocated to you to start a business, right? Can't get that, that's not possible, but they will give it to you. They will guarantee this loan for you to go to school. So here's the thing, what if the loans were backed by the government in subject matters? that paid decent money in the current job market. What would you say to that proposal?
1: I would don't say it's a bad idea. It's I think in many ways it makes sense. The problem is you're gonna have to fight to make it a reality. You're gonna have to fight really hard with schools. One of the big mistakes that has been made was that they were basically allowing the schools to determine. You know we would basically give students loans for no matter what and, student, and, and colleges are like you know it's really hard to graduate people from engineering <laughs> so let's let's push them into so let's put some into some uh social or liberal arts topic where it's a lot easier to graduate and your degree is basically worthless uh, so that would be an improvement that would be a, a better change of system it's hard you know the one of the few things one of the really good things that came in the student loan system that we had before 1960s for all its other problems was that people would not be giving out loans to students who were going into a program that was never going to pay out. Mm-hmm. And that was a sort of control we used to have. So you're a control that we kind of bring some of that back that might work. It's this is a really big and tough subject, yeah. so it's gonna take a lot of work. The problem is for the most part, we haven't even started with the baby steps considering what needs to happen.
0: Yeah, and I I do find it fascinating that when President Biden started this, he looked at individuals who had degrees that were worth nothing, but they contextualized it as scam colleges, right? So even if your college was not categorized as a scam institution, you could make a case, you could literally file a petition with the Department of Education and say, listen, while my college has no category as a scam, Um, I was scammed and I got this degree and I cannot get a job based on this degree. Well, the Department of Education will look at that on a case by case basis. And then President Biden did something similar for individuals with disabilities, right? And it has continued to progress. So it sounds to me that you are in at least partial agreement with Biden's strategy. I still believe we have to tackle the overall cost of higher education. But you are in agreement that something needs to be done, correct?
1: Yes, Biden is using an executive order to do this and that is falling apart a little bit. He just announced this week that many private lenders would not their The debts that students have with them would not be covered under his executive order. There's a bunch of stuff in the courts right now. I think eventually, yes, this is going to happen because a majority of millennials are now coming out with these huge debts. And as they age through and more and more people have debt eventually this snowball is going to get so big, it's just gonna happen. It's really just I think eventually, I don't know how long that will be. But eventually something like mass student debt relief is going to happen. You can only hope though that when it does, it comes with significant deep reforms that really helps people. Because it's, it's just messed up what we have done to so many people by,
0: by saddling them with these crazy debts that are more than many houses. That right, people- and, and when we say we, we're talking about the federal government. See, if you believe that the federal government was a catalyst to this problematic dynamic, you have to also agree that the federal government must be involved in helping it to be resolved. And on Wednesday, the Department of Education, their website literally said, that there was a way for these private bank loans to be codified under the direct student loan program so that it could be forgiven. And then on Thursday, they changed it quietly, secretly, no press release, no nothing, right? And so now they're saying, well, we can't do that. If you have one of these loans before 2010, that's before President Obama basically changed the law. If you have one of these loans before 2010, you may be SOL. I have a problem with that. Here's my problem, the government guaranteed the loan. If the government says to us as citizens, all right, we're going to forgive you as a citizen, that means the government now has an issue with the private bank. They don't want that issue with the private bank because of the private bank lobbyists and all of the interest those private banks are able to influence inside of politics. So I have a challenge with that. But brother, I appreciate you being on the show. We have much more synergy than I thought we would have on this subject. I appreciate you all the time. Can't wait for you to come back.
1: Awesome, thank you, Dr. Richie, I appreciate it too. Absolutely.